It is the most epic film that you will ever be connected with. God is the executive producer. Jesus Christ wrote the script, the author and the finisher. The director is the Holy Spirit. And the script is the Bible. Think about it. We're entertainers of God. If you look at Hollywood and what people do with films, all they're doing is entertaining God. They don't even know it. Now that's what I did for years. I still do that. I'm making a TV series called The Last Evangelist. We imitate what we do. But unfortunately, it gets perverted. And so what Hollywood does with these films that you watch, what they really are is a poor imitation of what God is really doing. He is making the greatest movie, the greatest story ever told. And you are the star. Listen to me. Everyone in here is in that film. You are not exempt from being in that movie. Listen to me. You young people, it's very important. God's making a movie. You're the star. But the question is, do you show up on the set? When the cameras are rolling, are you there hitting your mark? Do you know your dialogue? Do you know your character? Do you know why you are there? You see, in Hollywood, I make so many movies. And the most important thing is, as an actor, when we make movies, as an actor, we discuss with one another, with another actor as we're doing the scene. What's the, what's the truth of the scene? What's my motivation? In other words, as an actor, who am I? Because if I don't know who I am as an actor, how in the world am I going to portray a character? If you don't know who you are as a Christian, how are you going to do what God needs for you to do in this great movie? There's people sitting in here right now and at times, I include myself. You don't know who you are in Christ. You don't know why God created you. And if you're honest, I listen. I, I'm there every other day. So I'm not. I'm not pointing a finger. I'm simply laying out a situation that we must know who we are in Christ. One day, this movie is going to play out. One day. I want you to think about that when it's not done. That's just a little bit. But within this movie, as God is the executive producer, Jesus wrote the script, the author and the finisher, the director is the Holy Spirit, and you are the star. And God has a story that needs to be told. And every day that unfolds, God has a scene that he's filming that you need to be in that specific scene. And if you're not, what happens uh, on a movie set, I'll call action, and an actor is not there, and I'll go, what happened to that actor? Well, they didn't show up. And after several times that happening, I would say, See, I think that I, I'm patient with them for them to show up, but after you, they don't show up time and time again, and they mess up the scene for the rest of the people, it's not fair, and, I, and, it, re, and it breaks my heart, but I say fire them. Now, the question is, what does God say if we don't show up and hit the mark where we're supposed to be? 
they better let you show up. Okay. How many actors show up? But they don't do the work. You see, when we're shooting the scene and actors are moving around, you ever wonder how they can do that and they're not blocking each other? Oh, well, I can see that person. I can see that. All that's rehearsed. We spend hours rehearsing that as a filmmaker. We put marks on the floor. When I call action, that actor, when he gets to a certain point, better hit that mark. Because if he doesn't, he's blocking another actor. You can't see what the other actor is doing. The story can't be told. My question to you this morning as a Christian, in God's film, are you hitting your mark? You say, David, I show up? Yes. But are you where you're supposed to be on the set? You see, in church, there's just too many preachers that should be janitors and too many janitors that should be preachers. I'm going to say it again. There are two. Let me give you an example. I was in what about six flags over Jesus Church. Small big church. Now I went to this big church. I, the, the, the sermon was about, I, what was it? It was Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Figure it out. I'm going, I can't take part of this. I go with that. There's a guy over there, and he's mopping the floor. You know, uh, we start talking. He was a janitor. I, and, and, I, and he spoke more wisdom to me, and I had a Sunday morning sermon from that janitor more than I had the pulpit. And I even said to him, this was seven years ago in Vegas, I said, sir, why are you not up in that pulpit? He looked at me and says, are you kidding me? He said, I'm not qualified. You're not qualified. Yet in the eyes of man, you are not qualified. In the eyes of God, you are. In church, there's too many people doing what other people should be doing. What is your role within the body of Christ? Specifically, over there, I, I know you want to, but what does God want? You see, so many times we get wrapped up in the, in the worldly passion of what we want to do, and we forget about what God wants us to do. But you see, God originally placed the passion in our heart when He wanted us to do. And then the culture, the world, comes and twists it and manipulates it and perverts it to where we don't even know. You see, I really wanted to preach the gospel when I was a little kid. I saw angels and demons when I was five and six years old. I shared that last night. When I was seven, I went forward and gave my life to the Lord and shocked everybody. This kid doesn't know what he's doing. The preacher talked to me and told my parents that after talking to him, I think he really is gentle. But you see, I was a spiritual being as a little kid. And I wanted to tell people about God. I wanted to preach about God. The problem is, every time I would go to do something, as I was growing up, I was disqualified. You can't do that. You're a musician. You, you, you can't do that. You can't do that because uh, you, you, you make movies. I even had a, a, a big Christian men's organization, God help them. So David, we love you. You're a great, uh, you're a good preacher. You do great music, but we can never let you speak in, in front of our congregation. Because you make movies. But you see, we can't do that. We'll lose too many of our donors. 
my original intent was to was to preach the gospel. But instead, I started making movies. Started, you see, I, I needed a way to get my creative ability out. But God really wanted me to preach the gospel. To tell, so I'm back where God wanted me originally. But not without. So I got into a church and started going around and preaching. And they brought me into a church. I'll never forget it. It was a Baptist church. I'll call it what it is. Nothing wrong with Baptist. And the preacher said to me, he goes, I, I, I want to build this church. I want to, I, I want the community. I, I saw your music. I want, I want to start bringing young people in. I want to build this church. And that, that should have been my first red flag. I want to build this church. No, no. God wants to build a church. It ain't about you. But I, I, didn't, I didn't get it. So I, first of all, I prayed to God. I said, God, what do you need for me to do? God said, I want you to choose people from the congregation that no one would ever let them on the stage. Yes, to be part of the band. I said, but what is it? Two people. 
So when I go into Hollywood Monday through Saturday, I would carry the Hollywood with me. When I go into church on Sunday, I would carry God with me. Does anybody relate to this or not? Who relates to this? Raise your hand. Yeah, we got four or five honest people here. The rest of you are liars. Folks, we all have split person. Why? Because we have put it in our brain. We have allowed the enemy to say the culture is important. Politics are important. Finances are important. Oh yeah, God will take the back seat. So what happened? I had two personalities. I'd be David on Sunday morning. I'd be David on Monday, on, uh, Monday through uh, Saturday. But I was miserable. Because I couldn't play two roles. Remember? I'm one actor. An actor can't play two parts. It doesn't work. And I was so miserable that one night I crashed and I burned. I literally died. I did that back on a bad floor. But when I rose, God took the movie making David and the Sunday morning David, brought them up, melted them together. Now he can now. It's called integrity. It's called Christian integrity. It's called spiritual integration. That no matter where I went, if I went to Hollywood, I took God with me. If I went to church, I took Hollywood with me. But there's a problem with that. And there's a price to pay. You make everybody mad. Jesus said they hated me, they will hate you. Isn't that in the Bible somewhere? Now, not everybody, but it feels like everybody. When you take one, when you take God with you into the marketplace, into your job, into your work, into your career, when you truly take God, you're going to offend people. When you take your career, your marketplace into the church, you're going to be Now, I'm not talking about selling things in the church. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about who you are as a whole into the church. And you're open and honest about who you are in the church. You will get people. So I want to talk about one of the most pivotal scenes in God's script. Most pivotal screen scenes in God's script. And that's the beating on the cross. And this is what I want to talk about this evening. And I want to, I'd like to uh, just sing a song for you that God gave me that I, that I wrote.
But this scene is pivotal in God's script. It's the scene that changed humanity. Redeemed hung up on the cross. Their heads and You see yourself, save us too, since you claim to be the Lord. Hear the message of
What did God do on that cross? He sacrificed, but he was there as a portal, as a pivotal for the mocker and the seeker. There was an opportunity for both. Let me give you Luke 14, 27. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my son. Folks, each and every one of us in this room have a cross that we carry. You want to know who that person is in the middle? That's you. That's me. I, I, I don't, I can't. No, of course you wouldn't die. You can't shed your blood. It's already been done. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that scene with the thieves. Not the shedding of blood. I'm talking about that specific. You see, why was that scene in the Bible? I always wondered, God, why'd you put that there? Well, it's to show that at that last moment, really? Yes, but I think it goes deeper than that. It says, follow my example. It says, pick up your cross daily and carry it. That doesn't necessarily have to mean you have to, you know, nail yourself and feel the pain. Oh, I got my cross and carry it. Oh, I no, you are the person in the middle. You represent Christ. That's why Christ said, carry that cross. Be on that cross. Not to die. You can't die. Not to shed your blood. You can't do that. It's already been done. But to be an opportunity between the mocker and the seeker. But the question is, how many of us are actually there? When you leave here, that's when you will shoot that scene. You will not film it in church. I'm not saying you won't, but you probably wouldn't. The minute you walk out here is when that scene is shot. You are someone's last evangelist event. Can you be serious? God laid in my heart five years ago. It was about the church being shut down because of the virus and the vaccine. And about the rules and regulations. I didn't know. And all of a sudden, we saw it unfold in that film. First episode was out last evangelist. That's my, that is my cross. That's what I hang on. Why? Because I get the mockers, and they will mock, but I get the seekers, and they're seeking. You follow what I'm saying? That's my cross. That's what I hang on. That's what, for right now, that's what God, the question is, what is your cross? What is it specifically that God has put on your heart that you need to do. Will you leave here today and come back to the same condition as you were last Sunday? Will you go through the week the same way, the same rhythm, the same path as you did last week? Or is God calling you, and this is the question, I'm not God and I'm not you, so I can't be in between. I'm asking, is God calling you to go to a different level? 
Is God saying to you, this is my great movie, you are the star, I had you appointed you before you were born for this role, no one else can play this role, I'm counting on you this week to be, hit the mark, be on the set, hit the mark, and know your God. But once you know, God will give it to you again through the Bible. That's the script. Will you be willing to be a fool for God and say, God, do with me what you want. Take me out of my comfort zone. The last evangelist. Everyone is someone's last evangelist. Every where you go, when you're hitting your mark, and you're where God wants you to be, you have a chance to be someone's last evangelist. It doesn't mean that you have to go around and have hold out a Bible, although you might, but it means you have to go with the power of God in you, be willing to say, I am here for you, God. What do I do in this place, in this space right now? How do I represent you? Say, God, I'm here. I'm ready. I know my lines. It, it's over. You will not have a second chance. 
we finished the right now is still going right now you have a second chance I have a second chance you may be doing something for God God speaking to you saying this is not exactly what I wanted you to do because one day this movie will be screened. There'll be a giant showing, a giant screen like they do at the Oscars. You'll watch this movie. The question is, when you watch it, will you see a scene that all of a sudden is empty, no one showed up, and you look around and you go, that was me. I was supposed to be here. Why wasn't I there? I missed it! God's movie, playing your role, playing it the way God wants you to, saying the dialogue, they're going to look at you and go, that's my hero. I want to be like mama. I want to be like daddy. I want to be like grandpa. I want to be like grandma. But are kids looking at us as Christian heroes? Are they? Or are they turning to the world and finding their own heroes? Folks, I guarantee you, when you truly live for God, and you're playing your part, and you're in that scene, that you will be the biggest action star that will ever exist. There will be no Hollywood movie that will compete with it. And the children will turn from worldly heroes, Hollywood heroes, to godly heroes. But they don't see it. Because there's too many people Sitting in pews in church the same place every Sunday. Doing the same thing. It's time to get out. It's time to get on the set. To get going with God's movie. Let your children, let your grandchildren see you receive something. Because they will look and they will say, oh, I want to be like Papa. And you're going to have such an effect on these kids that they're going to grow up and they're going to have an effect on their children. You see what I'm seeing? Making disciples who make disciples. But you got to rescue. But the reward is much greater than the rescue. You see, the risk. Sometimes comes with fear. Many times comes with fear, and people don't want to hear. But when you get past that fear, and you, the devil knows he can no longer have you, and the fear is gone. He knows he's lost his greatest weapon. With every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe God's speaking to you this morning, saying, "David." I've known that for a long time, David. 
I don't know what to do. But this morning, God's talking to me right now. He's talking to me. And I want to do something. I don't want to leave this building until I make a commitment to God that things are going to change. I don't want to leave. You might be saying, well, I, I have been doing what I feel like you need me to do, God, but I, I've not gone to the next level, and I've heard your voice, and I know you wanted me to risk it. your weight might be fear. 
want you to let that go right now. I want you to let the baggage of fear go in your life right now. It's gone. Just drop it as if it would fall out of an airplane. It's gone. Self-consciousness. I want God to be self-conscious. I want you to let that go. I, I, I want you not to worry about what people are going to think. Let it go. Just let it go. The lack of finances or the perception of lack of finances, I want you to let that go. If God gives you a vision, he's given you a provision. Surrender it. Give it up. Now, let's take in what God has given us. Let's step into that role, into that part, into that perfect, into that perfect submission. Thank you. 
doesn't know how to pray anymore. Lord Father, please show me where to step away from in front of you and let me be in front of you. And let me follow you. And let me get out of your way and take away the fear of speaking your name to this world, to this dark world. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for bringing me to this. The power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is the same power that resides in each one of us who is called by the name. I left church a while back because of the hierarchy of the church. Always doing things like God doing it. It was very disappointing. And I came here and I found God and I thank everybody and the Lord. They're so kind here. The minister and his wife and for everybody in the congregation. I can use my music here as well and I still can. dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Your way, Lord, only your way. Somebody's been praying. I don't know who, but someone's been praying. 
There's no stopping this movement. You will have people that will not like it and they will leave, but you will have more that will be attracted and they will come. I don't know what it's going to look like, but just get ready. You're going to shake the community. But I'm telling you, God's protection is on you. I'm telling you that God's wisdom is with you. I'm telling you that it will be good. And the thing, I don't know exactly, but the sense of, I don't know, is in this society today, they made Jesus illegal. And this is why we don't want to talk. This is why we don't want to say certain things. Because if we do, we feel like we're shunned by the culture, by uh, the, the, the politics. By, but we are here to make Jesus legal. He is legal, but we're here to tell people he is. We're here to stand on the fact that we're willing to defend God. And we're not worried about defending man. And now God's given you all the the uprising of power in you to go about and accomplish what he has in store. I don't know what it is exactly, but there's something special in this church. Something unique. And I just want to thank God for it. Thank God for it. Give God a good